Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Fact Checker Podcast. Before we get started, we'll introduce the team. My name is Bruce Payne, and I'm the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter. I'm Elijah Decius, the Gazette's feature reporter. I'm Michaela Ram, the Gazette's healthcare reporter. And I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. And this week, our check is on uh, rising gas prices. Of course, we're all, uh, you know, no stranger to price rising at the pump. Um, especially as we get into the summer travel season. Um, So as as we see, you know, higher prices at the pump, uh, that's fueled uh, heightened criticism of President Joe Biden and his energy policies. And among those critics is uh, Republican Senator Joni Ernst. And, um, you know, no one president can be blamed for how the prices shift and any market volatility we see there. But Whoever, um, you know, as president at the time typically ends up taking the blame for whatever higher prices we might see, um, you know, when we're filling our our cars up. Um, But this this year, the combination of inflation and just increased consumer demand um, as we kind of emerge from COVID-19, we're already contributing to rising gas prices. But now there's also a, a shortage of crude oil supply resulting from Russia's invasion of Ukraine um, as countries around the globe have ended their reliance on Russian oil and gas. Um, so this kind of sets the landscape there. Um, but so Senator Ernst tweeted on May 26th that within the past two weeks, gas prices have jumped 33%. Some experts are saying the prices will reach $6 a gallon by midsummer. The Biden admin must unleash U.S. energy independence. So to look at her first claim uh, that gas prices jumped 33% in two weeks, um, Ernst's staff directed us to an Associated Press article published May 22nd reporting that the average U.S. price of regular grade gasoline spiked 33 cents over the past two weeks to 4.71 per gallon. That means uh, the price of gas was 4.38 the two weeks prior. And an increase in gas prices by one third in two weeks would have bumped the cost of gas uh, to about four point eighty three, five dollars and eighty three cents, excuse me, per gallon. Um, and according to AAA, um, even the current national average price for regular grade gas, about two weeks after Ernst's tweet, is about four dollars and ninety seven cents. So. Um, you know, it's possible that there was a typo in the senator's tweet confusing 33 cents with 33%, but ultimately she is incorrect and, you know, gas prices have not jumped 33% in just two weeks. Um, you know, they certainly have surged in the last year, um, much higher than last year's average of um, a bit over $3 per gallon, according to AAA, um, but such a jump did not happen in a two-week period. So. For that, um, gave her an F. Are we all in agreement on that? I think that one's pretty easy. Yeah, it's an unfortunate typo, but I mean, it's a dollar difference compared to 33 cent difference. So, I mean, it is an unfortunate typo, but it's also something that once you realize you made them, like you could easily post a little follow up comment saying this should say, you know, percent instead of cents or cents instead of percent. So it was easily correctable. And we're even giving um, them the benefit of the doubt that it was a typo. 
Yeah, versus like a willful, you know, trying to inflame tensions. And, you know, part of me wondered when we asked for sourcing, if they realized it was an error then, whether they were like, oh, crap. (laughs) But it seems like they could have even then said, hey, in looking at this afresh, we realize we, you know, got this a little bit wrong. But I mean, they didn't. Right, Marissa? No, they, you know, they just pointed to the article and said, you know, this is what we are using for sourcing on this. Okay, so on to the next claim. Um, the next claim is that gas prices would rise to $6 per gallon by midsummer. And for that, uh, the senator's staff pointed to a report from J.P. Morgan analysts, um, which warned of the effects of U.S. oil companies selling more gas to other countries as global demand for oil has risen because of the war in Ukraine. Um, And a quote from this report states that if if exports persist at this elevated pace and refinery runs already near the top of the range for reasonable utilization rates fall within our expectations, gasoline inventories could continue to draw to levels well below 2008 lows and retail gasoline prices could climb to $6 a gallon or even higher. And um, this J.P. Morgan analysis was used by CNBC, Yahoo, Business Insider, um, some other local media outlets, including one in Detroit, um, you know, so pretty like widely reported on. Um, And especially given the fact that the senator said, you know, some experts, not like all experts, I think it's, you know, fair that she used this one, um, you know, seemingly credible analysis. Um, So I gave her an A on that one. I agree with that. I guess I did wonder, though, if we had any other um, estimates that were credible. I'm just looking online. There was an article um, that there was an estimate from um, Gas Buddy. Um, I think theirs was lower. I, I just wondered, not that it would necessarily change the grade, but I wondered if we wanted to pop in there, if there were other credible estimates, maybe that would be some additional context. Yeah, I can add that. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I mean, JP Morgan is a good, reliable um, source, but it is good to kind of verify maybe what other experts are saying. Um, And I imagine a lot of this too. I think even JP Morgan kind of says, you know, if this persists at the current levels, um, surely there could be a lot that changes in Ukraine or a lot that changes kind of globally. But um, it would be interesting to see what other experts kind of put that trend line up. Yeah, I'm, you know, I was curious, I was thinking about, um, you know, back in 2008, when I don't know what gas prices were in Iowa, but I lived in California at that time, and gas got pretty close to $5 around then. And so I put it into just an inflation calculator here. And 450 in 2008 is about the equivalent of $6 in today's dollars. But I just thought that was, that was interesting, too thinking about whether $6 is really more expensive than it was, you know, the last time we had such a big spike. Yeah, that's a good point. They were talking on the radio this morning just about um, how gas prices are so much more expensive in um, like England and saying how the a big part of it is just the taxes that the government puts on, you know, in addition to the cost of crude oil and that kind of thing. So, um, 
you know, not that that's fa factors into our check, but I think it's there. It's more like eight dollars a gallon, you know, or eight pounds a gallon, or eight euros, or whatever increment of money they're looking at. Yeah, it's also harder like to do an apples to apples because they go by the liter instead of by the gallon. So, you know, um, I, I've heard like little rumblings here and there um, on social media, like they need to pass, you know gas tax holidays or something like that and i'd be interested to see if that that gains any traction given um, how low our gas taxes i don't know that that would like change the price that much but maybe if you're buying lots of gallons i don't think it would in iowa iowa's um taxes on gas are relatively low compared to other states but some other states do have you know pretty high taxes some of them going over a dollar a gallon one thing I had a question about, though, um, and this might be is kind of off topic from our analysis, but at the end of the tweet, uh, sorry, Joni Ernst talk about talks about the Biden administration must unleash unleash U.S. energy independence. I was just curious what that meant. Did they say anything? Like, what does that even mean? I don't. I mean, I didn't ask them to elaborate on that since that was an opinion and not, you know, a fact. And that, that's fair. I mean, this is just purely for my own curiosity. Yeah. Like, I, did, I, I, cause you know, as an Iowa Senator, I'm sure Joni has thoughts on like renewable energy or, and I know we've kind of talked about this previously in the podcast, so I didn't know like what the solution was that she was proposing there. It seems like that phrase is kind of weaponized depending on who is talking about it. I mean, the left says that and they mean, you know, we need to get electric cars and, and green energy and, you know, people on the right tend to mean ethanol and other types of biofuels when they use that phrase, I've noticed. Well, and Biden has already allowed, um, was it E15? I'm trying to remember the one that is usually not allowed during the summer. He's allowing it this year. So, you know, I don't know how much more unleashing um, could be done, but we also have this thing called the environment. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, and they've also, federal government has also given like tax breaks to people who buy like electric cars and stuff like that, right? From my understanding that that's still ongoing, but I, I know it's hard in Iowa. There's no electric car dealership here either for those who have those means. So like, what does that really mean necessarily too in this context? So with an A and an F, we were kind of talking about, does that, do 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 you think we should have, usually for these checks, unless there's like a ridiculous number of claims, we include one overall grade. Do we think that um, captures this uh, all right? I mean, maybe it, maybe in the headline, we need to say something about the A and the F or both ends, you know, just so it, just a quick reader isn't going to think it was just like one sort of true claim. I think it's hard to do an average grade when you only have Two, when you have such a small number of claims and they're both on opposite sides of the spectrum. So I'm uncertain about that because if, if you average these out, it's a C, but you still have half of your stuff getting the worst grade possible. And a C to me is like, you pass. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that. I know I am too. Cause I mean, the, the mistake between, you know, because we're assuming it's mistake, the mistake between the percentage and the cents, right? Like that, 
that's something that they could have recognized and amended, um, but they haven't. And so, yeah, do you, I guess it could be either way that you look at it, but you're either giving them the benefit of the doubt on that one or kind of helping elevate it with that C grade. Um, So I know, I do wonder if this one, we just kind of need to state like her two claims get an A and an F. I think that'd be okay, except for the paper where I think they have a design little box yeah. so maybe uh you'll have to talk with the page designer about that one messes with our graphics on the website are you talking or about or like the, the little the little letter grade with a circle around it um no this for online but in the oh. paper they use like a little like gray box so okay. the gray box i don't know how that will work but yeah because i mean to me they feel like obviously they're related but just going from an F to an A is such a wide jump that it feels more disingenuous to give it like one overall grade. All right. Well, you decide how to handle that. You're in charge. I'm unleashing my fact checker independence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing a big dog named energy independence. (laughs) There's probably some cartoonist out there that's made something and labeled it unleashing energy independence or something. Totally. (laughs) Okay. Um, It sounds like we have a fact check planned for next week. So let's uh, talk about that. Yeah. So um, the Iowa Democrats made a recent tweet um, with a little infographic comparing Deidre Desjardins. Um, their candidate for governor to Kim Reynolds. And I will be checking some of these statements um, on the Kim Reynolds side of that infographic. Um, Iowa Democrats said that she wanted to jail teachers and librarians and that she banned trans kids from playing sports. So that's what I will be serving up next week. And readers, if you have any statements from Iowa politicians or you know about Iowa politicians that you'd like us to look into, um, you can email us at factchecker at thegazette.com. Our podcast is produced by Nathan Ford for today. Our fact checks are edited by Craig Mullis, and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. Until next time, I am Marissa Payne. I'm Elijah Dishas. I'm Michaela Ram. And I'm Erin Jordan. And we will fact check you later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.